What's up, Discipline Investor? We got Benzinga CEO Jason Raznick here with us. The man, the myth, the legend, Tom Nash. Peter Schiff on the Power Hour with us live today. Interesting, different, unique, innovative companies. Mia, you are live with us on the Power Hour. What's up? Thank you so much for inviting me on. Jessica Billingley is the CEO of Aperna. The best trade idea resource out there. What is up, Zinger Nation? What's up, what's up, what's up? Welcome, Zinger Nation, to the Power Hour. Uh, we got producer AB and myself here today. We will be joined by Mr. Jason Raznick very shortly. And uh, today's going to be a pretty great show. But folks, right off the top, is Bitcoin, is crypto making a comeback? Uh, I, I know you guys are kind of rolling in the room here. So say what's up, drop a one if you're ready for an epic show. Um, but... It looks like we might not be dying after all. Let me pull up the chart here. AB, what are you thinking? I mean, it's it's good to see the bounce back for sure. I don't know if we're out of the weeds yet on um, not only on, on crypto, but the markets in general are doing well today. Spy's up, Bitcoin's up, Ethereum's up. But, um, you know, I want to see like a couple days in a row where yeah. we see some positive movement before I, I start feeling good that we're going to get back to those uh, yeah, previous I'm not, I'm not totally I'm not totally confident we've locked in the uptrend here, um, but uh, I am getting ready to start buy back in. I didn't totally buy the, at the bottom there, but I, I'm definitely getting ready. And folks, uh, we have a pretty interesting segment at the end of Power Hour today, probably right around one o'clock, where we're going to be doing a head-to-head competition with four Benzinga team members buying crypto and seeing who's going to be making the most money. So be ready for that. But another thing, okay, Bitcoin's pretty dope, but you know what else is cool, Aaron? What's that, Rohan? A free share of Tesla. Sounds pretty cool, huh? I want a free share of Tesla. Dude, I want a free share of Tesla. But you know who's going to get a free share of Tesla? Who's that? The people who enter our competition for 100,000 subscribers on YouTube. We got Mitch Hodge in the background. Mitch, why don't you come tell them about this competition? What's going on, guys? As you guys see, I got a little green background. And above my shoulders, the giveaway thumbnail there guys but really what it's all about guys is being a subscriber and supporting the channel one of the things that we do is we do this every single day for free right and there's a lot of value that you get whether it be on power hours spacs attack pre-market prep at the close first trade money mitch there's so much content that we give you guys and we do this all for free but one of the ways that we wanted to do is we want to give you guys something back for being a subscriber and supporting benzinga so this is really what this giveaway is all about guys all you got to do is go to the Gleam link. We'll put the le- Gleam link up right now. And what you want to do is open that up, click first, become a subscriber first of Benzinga YouTube, and then complete the different actions to give yourself a, a bigger chance of getting this Tesla share. And also, if we get to a certain level on our subscriber, if we get to 110 thousand subscribers by the end of this competition we're also going to give away a really nice watch such a nice watch i don't even wear it here on benzinga i actually have one and i feel like pulling it out because i actually have one but at the end of the day i keep it nice and wrapped up because it's that nice guys so ab why don't you tell us about some of the awesome guests we got coming on today yeah we got a packed show so first i'm bringing on the ceo of art media larry o'reilly um Super excited about that cool company, some crazy technology they're dealing with there. Um, and, you know, if, if you're if you've tuned into Zinger Nation Power Hour before, you know what we like to do. We like to, to put out trade ideas. We like to bring on cool companies. And uh, we're following through with that today. So let me without further ado, let's bring on our first guest. Um, All right. I'm going to hit the intro. Larry, how are we doing today? 
I'm great, EB. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. You can call me Aaron. That's uh, you know, just my little colloquial name we got here going at Benzinga. Okay, no worries. So, Larry, can you give us some some background real quick for our audience that might not know what what art media is? Well, really simply, we capture people in one location. We beam them around the world where they appear life-size, full, head-to-toe, um, appear to be 3D without the need for 3D glasses and with no latency in the audio. So we're really creating the illusion that the person is in the room anywhere on the planet, um, regardless of where they actually are. So in, so how, how does, that, does that work? Like during COVID, were you guys doing that already? Or are you setting up the technology now to get that going forward? No, we've been actively doing this for the last three or four years, and uh, we, uh, we we have a huge client base that is, that is global in nature, um, five major verticals that we really are focused on, but we do an awful lot in the financial services, so, um, you know, we captured people like Michael Mulkin recently in LA, we beamed him into Singapore, he did a presentation uh, for 20 minutes, then he was on a panel for another, you know, 15 minutes, and then he did full hour of live Q&A as if he was actually in Singapore, but he was, you know, on the other side of the world. So to me, I mean, obviously it sounds like something that would become very useful during COVID when everyone's working from home. Um, but do you expect the demand for this to kind of stay as people start traveling for work more? Well, what we're hearing from enterprise clients is people will travel for work, but not like they did before. I mean, companies are really enjoying the massive savings that they have by eliminating their travel and entertainment budget last year. And lots of companies were still able to generate, you know, huge revenue, in some cases, revenue gains, uh, despite the pandemic. So especially things for inter-office travel will likely go away or be, or, or be reduced significantly. Um, but, and people will still need to get on planes to go visit their clients and break bread and build those relationships. But they can use our technology to reach out in a totally lifelike way more frequently frequently and reduce their corporate travel. The other big thing, Aaron, of course, is across the board, government agencies and enterprise organizations are looking to reduce their carbon footprint. And it's a big initiative that was going just pre-pandemic, and now it's coming back into the conversation in a big way as people are planning, you know, the post-pandemic uh, world. Yeah. And I mean, so, so just to back, like slow things down, you know, and back up in layman's terms, essentially you're allowing companies to have virtual conferences, meetings with hologram technology. Yeah. And the cool thing about it is, you know, we can, you know, for organizations that sell and market their product by educating clients, like pharmaceutical industry, where really where the job is to educate doctors and medical practitioners on their latest vaccine or medicine or medical equipment. The person typically within those companies, there's like one person or maybe two that are the subject matter experts and they're in infinite demand by their global sales team. What we can do is we can actually capture that individual anywhere in the world and have them reach out and present with full interactivity into multiple locations at the exact same time. So we take those people who are most in demand and make them way more efficient. And obviously that carries a lot of value for those customers. Yeah, and then, um, so I've got the site pulled up. I don't know if you can see it. So I'm looking at, it says you launched the Holopod. Can you give us an overview of that? Do you want me to just play this video real quick? Sure. You can throw the video on. I, you maybe can kill the sound while, it, while it's going. But the beauty of the Holopod is um, we have a holographic display that is used for conferences and meetings, more temporary in nature, called Holopresence. Um, and what we did was we took that Holopresence technology, we put it in a cabinet, uh, we put it on wheels, 
Um, we made it much more plug and play. And this is really set up for permanent installations. You know, we're, you can see there, he looks like he's actually standing there in the room. Um, and, and actually he's a, he's a hologram. He appears to be in three dimensions um, and he can communicate two way. And that's exactly what we're looking to do um, on a day-to-day -day basis. So rather than just doing events, you know, we're building out networks where our company earns recurring revenues uh, by people uh, buying licensing agreements to use the technology on an ongoing basis. I want to go ahead and jump in here. I was reading up about the technology, and one of the things that I could see is that it uses a, a regular HD webcam, right? Yeah, well, the thing is we capture in 4K. And uh, so really the, 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 the key of our technology is software that's been developed over uh, about six years now. And we've invested about $9 million developing the software uh, combined with some, some hardware. And we can take that 4K video image along with a high quality audio image. We compress it, we encrypt it, we send it over the common internet, and then we display it holographically on a holopresence display or permanently on a holopod or even online on something we call virtual global stage. Usually the playback is in HD, but we've done many activations where the playback has been in 4K. It really depends on how close the audience actually is to the to the people being presented. Wow. Excellent. So, um, oh, go ahead, Mitch. No, one, one other question I have is, uh, of course, this is um, going through the internet, right? And this is not like a live kind of uh, hand in hand. One of the things is, what's the upload speed looking like that's needed to go ahead and produce this image? Well, that's the beauty of our technology. So even though we're, we're taking an HD image and sending it all anywhere around the world, uh, we only need 10 megabits up and down. So, I mean, it, you know, most homes have dramatically more than 10 megabits uh, up and down in any kind of a city. And, you know, to date, we're primarily working with large organizations in major cities around the world. As an example, today, we were capturing gallerists in, in Singapore and beaming them into Hong Kong, where they were actually presenting art to buyers at Art Basel Hong Kong. Like, how cool is that? So uh, on, this, uh, on that exact same show, we're also going to be capturing people in New York who are gallery owners who are presenting product in Hong Kong. We're going to be capturing people in Geneva and beaming them into Hong Kong. Right now, Hong Kong has a, a three-week you know, quarantine period. So it really isn't a practical thing for people trying to market their wares there right now. Got it. And then um, I want to get into the, the big news, Larry. So recently... Art Media has announced a partnership with WeWork, correct? Absolutely. And WeWork, you know, our audience, we're familiar with it. It's a pretty massive company. Can you tell us more about that partnership? I guess kind of how it came to be. What, what are the details of that? Well, I mean, this is a total game changer for our company and a really great thing for WeWork as well. You know, as you know, WeWork are, have reinvented themselves over the course of the last six months. They're actually flying as a company right now. And um, they brought in Hamid Hashemi about a year ago to redo the entire product line. He's the head of product and guest experience. He's been, and he's part of it is he's launched an event business as well. Now they have a footprint of over 800 locations around the world. And we've contracted with them to go into up to 100 of those locations and potentially quite a few more, um, depending on how things are rolling out. And, um, and in each of those locations, we will have, our, have both our capture um, kit, where, which is like a green screen type capture, as well as the holopod display, in some cases, a holopresence display where they have a larger event space as well. Um, 
we've uh, we're going to start with 16 locations, um, of, of which uh, seven of those are in America and nine are around the globe. And that right off the, out of the gate just gives us so much bigger of a fixed footprint than what we currently have, which you know is really really great for our business overall. Beautiful. Definitely. No, that's definitely an interesting thing. And one of the things that we heard from the CEO of WeWork that they were getting back to kind of those pre-pandemic uh, kind of demand. So it's definitely going to be interesting if you guys are able to continue to adapt into those WeWork offices. And as we see, you know, offices really reopening. Uh, one of the things mentioned in the chat here, Solar Up is asking, and, and we love to bring some uh, chat questions into it, is to what extent is the tech slash platform here protected by patents. Do you guys have any patents here? We do. We do. And, and, and we have a really far reaching patent, um, which is end to end. So we have a patent actually to cap uh, methods and systems for capturing a person for the person for the purpose of presenting them as a hologram elsewhere, taking that data and actually transmitting that data securely over the common internet and then presenting that individual and or product um, at, in front of a live audience elsewhere on the planet. I mean, it's end to end. It can't get much better than that. Yeah, and then, um, so the, you have technology protected by the patents. And then what I'm also curious about is, I know you mentioned earlier about the you know tangible example with Singapore. And, and that's where I see a lot of value in this because if a company can save you know, X amount of travel dollars by doing a presentation overseas internationally, um, but still give that personal touch like they're in the room doing it. Um, I guess my question is, do you see uh, the international revenue? Is that like going to be a lot bigger than domestic or do you not know those numbers yet exactly? Well, right now, I mean, we we do deals around the world and we do business around the world. We Prior to the WeWork deal, we had a studio. We're headquartered in Toronto. We have a large studio there. We have one in New York and L.A., uh, we have one in London, we have one in Hong Kong and in Fuzhou, and then we have a partner in Singapore and um, and in Tel Aviv as well. But obviously adding those 16 locations and, you know, when I, you go through the list, I mean, internationally, it includes Sydney, where we're not represented right now, Shanghai, Beijing, where we've done lots of activations, only a, always on a rental basis. Now we have permanent installations there. Tokyo, um, a new London location, Paris, Brussels, and then in the U.S., it's going to include New York, uh, Boston, DC, Miami, Seattle, Silicon Valley, and Los Angeles. I mean, there's a lot of business that are done between those towns. No, definitely, definitely. And, and one of the things that I have been seeing is kind of the conferences, right? I, as we see conferences reopen, I think your technology could also be used maybe for some security purposes, maybe even for COVID purposes in being able to have a presenter be present without actually being on stage, right? I mean, maybe maybe there's just some story there. Is there any, have you heard of any use for your technology like that, Larry? Absolutely. You know, the Singapore actually probably has led the world in trying to prepare for in-person conferences again. And they were hosting in-person conferences, you know, as, as early as like last November. Um, the Ironically, the first in-person conference that they did was a travel conference at the Marina Bay Sands Convention Center. And we captured a keynote speaker in Germany and beamed him in to Singapore. He wasn't allowed to travel to Singapore at that time, but this is a way that they could access a really important person. And, you know, it was interesting because they put a whole host of different safety protocols in place that would allow for in-person meetings again. And the Ministry of Trade got up 
and was talking about the key um, technologies that they're using so that they can attract these things. And as we know, the next World Economic Forum is not going to be in Davos. It's going to be in Singapore. And the reality is our technology was front and center as part of that. Definitely, definitely. I like the usage. Now, one of the questions that I would have is how are, how is this sold? Is this sold kind of more, do you have your own sales team or is this just strictly on the web? How does someone get this product? No, it's a really good question. So we do have a direct sales team. And for about a year and a half after I took over as CEO, we were only doing sales directly. And uh, about a year, uh, just over a year ago, we, we started a dramatic ramp up in channel sales as well. So in America, um, our uh, distributor exclusively is Almo Pro AV, the biggest distributor to the professional um, AV industry in in the country then we have a number of strategic partners and they bring us great deals i mean we just did um a, a deal with um with lockheed martin corporation through a partner that's based in la we've done a number of activations with um at&t using our technology through another partner that's based in los angeles um and we're about to open a, a new distributor throughout the middle east called NMK. In fact, I'm going there in two weeks for their, a, bit, a bit of the kickoff. We've done a bunch of activations, including the, the Crown Prince of Dubai speaking at the World Government Summit as an art media hologram about it, just over a year ago. Um, so we're really pumped up about the, the opportunities in the Middle East for sure. Excellent. And so with the sales team, uh, one of the questions that I would have is how many employees is in, in this company as a whole? So as a, as a whole, right now, we're about 25. We're in the process of expanding. Uh, we're hiring in Europe in sales. So if you're, if you're uh, zooming in from, from Europe or watching from Europe and you're interested in selling the, 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 the future, uh, please reach out to us. Um, but, but the reality is, is that you know, we're, we're really focused on some key industries. I mentioned pharma, financial services, um, big in education. We are in a number of universities with permanent installations, and we have a bunch more deals that are in the pipeline as well. We do some work in the entertainment space. The Hollywood studios use us to beam stars around to promote their movies and things along those lines. So we get, you know, we get approached an awful lot by these companies that see it an activation somewhere or read about it in the media or whatnot, and they, they reach out to us as well. Yep, definitely. I think Aaron has one more, but one of the things that I'd have to say is, Larry, Larry, you got to go come to Detroit office, set one of these up. We do so much content. I would love to do some content using the hologram to actually show off the product. So I don't know. We're, we're going to have to talk after this. Maybe we can figure that out. Hey, listen, we can figure that out for sure. That'd be very cool. We also are right across the street from a from a big WeWork building. So, you know, maybe you come up to, you know, do some business. So that's perfect. Yeah, that's perfect. Maybe, maybe listen, as we expand beyond the initial 16, maybe Detroit will be on the list and, and, and right across the street from you guys. You guys can do a remote. Yeah, <laughs> we hope Super so. Excited. So my, my last do, question. We do an awful lot in broadcast. So, so I'll tell you, it looks great on screen. Yeah, I was just playing this video here. I don't know if, um, let me see if I can get back up to it. Where was I? Anyway, so Outside of the WeWork deal, what, what do investors have to look forward to for the next year, two years? Well, you know, prior to COVID, we were doubling our revenue each of the prior two years, and we're looking at really ramping up the revenue. We should be profitable by the end of the year. We just did a, a nice raise, went up to raise $5 million. We raised almost $8 million. You can see this is an audience member here interacting with this guy on, who's in Toronto, 
He's on stage in Vancouver with his colleague who's on stage. And then these three people are having a conversation with no latency as if the guy's there in the room. And the impact is just absolutely huge. And so that's, you know, um, Sun Life Financial in that particular case. So um, listen, our, 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 our sales pipeline is like it never been before. We're seeing an awful lot of repeat business and we're growing within organizations. We're moving across geographies. Um, we just did our first deal out of Turkey earlier this week with um, a major pharmaceutical firm where we were capturing people in uh, five or six cities and streaming them to nine different cities. But don't underestimate the value of the WeWork deal. This is an absolute game changer for our company. You know, prior to being here, I was the president of worldwide sales at the IMAX Corporation. And when we decided to commercialize the business, we had a couple of deals here and a couple of deals there and a few theaters here and there. And then I negotiated a hundred location deal with AMC theaters and the business changed overnight. You watch, this is what's going to happen with this company. Wow. I just want to play this last part again, because this is the coolest part to me. When the, meet, when the meeting's done and he's leaving, watch this. Yeah. That's Everybody pretty cool. Loves this. You, you haven't Every- been able to do that one already, AB? No, I've been trying <laughs> to figure out how to do that for about 20, 24 years and haven't figured it out yet. I, I got to tell you, it doesn't matter how big of a celebrity we, and we work with. Like we did, the NBA used our technology for the East and West finals last year, beaming people into the bubble to interview and whatnot. And it doesn't matter who, how big you are as a star, everybody wants to be a hologram. It's really cool. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, Larry, we got to get you back on again as the, as you know, developments occur and there's more news that comes out because this technology just seems crazy to me and I'm going to keep my eye on it. Um, Mitch, you got anything else? No, I'm I'm excited to actually try it. Uh, one of the things I want to do is some more product demonstrations. So I, I'm I'm gonna figure it out. We'll hit you up. Perfect. Yeah, we'll get we'll get we'll Perfect. get the equipment set up in the, in the Detroit office, and we'll be good to go. Sounds All right, great. Guys. All right, nice to meet you guys. Take care. Yeah. Thanks Thank for you for time. joining us today, Larry. Yeah. Bye bye. Bye now. All right. All right. Hey, not a bad interview there, AB. I, I like the company you picked there. A very interesting technology company. And one of the things that we're going to see is how they compete with other companies. You know, we've been seeing like, you know, Microsoft Teams, Zoom, think of, of, of different ways to innovate. But man, this this seems pretty innovative right here. What do you think, AB? I think so, too. I think, like you said, we just got to get it set up in the Detroit office, figure it out. Maybe we'll start doing these power hours via hologram. You know, you can do you can be a hologram from from Colorado and be, you know, in the Detroit office with us. That'd be pretty cool. Hey, hey, that, that the future is looking definitely, definitely holographic. I've seen holographics before, but one of the things that I hadn't seen is a good looking holographic. You know, a lot of times when you see holographics, like he mentioned, you have to scale up. You know, you can't just do it at 70, 20 P there and expect to get that quality look. And so, like he said, they, they encode to 4K. I think that's very important. And like he mentioned, a lot of patents protecting that. So, I mean, there's not a lot of encoders that can get up to that 4K. So showing some competitive advantage there. I'll definitely take a look into this company. Um, the chart, the chart showing up that uh, that offering, but doesn't look too bad. Closer towards if we come closer towards this kind of twelve cents here uh, towards the support. So I'm gonna be looking at this one. Good, good stock to bring in here, AB. Yeah, I appreciate it. And um, speaking of disruptive technology, kind of same, you know, on the same light. We we do have our next guest here, crypto guest. We've had a lot of uh, attention on. Um, yep, I'm, I'm the crypto man, right? Is that who you're referring to as the next guest? Yeah. How much Bitcoin did you buy yesterday? Did, did you tell Elon Diamond Hands? 40, wait, are we up? I bought 40,000 of Bitcoin and Ethereum. Are we up today? 
Uh, we, if you bought it yesterday, we're definitely up. But um, I bought it yesterday. Our, our next guest, Crypto Bird. Oh, it's he, not me. Okay, just joking. <laughs> he's. <laughs> hey, it's super excited. Let's talk some crypto, right? Yeah, let's go. All right, AB. What, what what's on your radar? What have you been looking at? Well, one of the things, just to give the audience some background on Crypto Burb, is one of the things that I, I like about um, his profile and website and everything and why I asked to come on is because there's a lot of these crypto people that, you know, all they do is just talk about Bitcoin this, Bitcoin that. Crypto actually gives some really good, um, or Crypto Burb gives some good technical analysis and more from like a trader perspective. Is that right? Yeah, it is right. It is it is right. I'm a I'm a trader. Although uh, I'm not a day trader, I'm more of a position trader. Although at, at, at times when the opportunity arrives, you know, especially for uh, for for the, for some altcoins or for the DeFi, you know, cycle, I do take those those you know short term swings as well. But I'm much more of a position trader rather than a day trader. That is for sure. And market is full of opportunities, just like the one we saw yesterday. Uh, crypto, you you have a CMT certification, right? Um, it's not a full CMT actually, because CMT stands for CM uh, Chartered Market Technician, right? This is a full kind of like a beautiful designation of of US organization. I'm not full at that yet, although I'm on my way. I'm actually on your way, on your way. The final designation yet to be had on June fifteenth, as far as I can recall, for the final exam. Two behind. Uh, two P two exams behind. Uh, I'm a certified technical analyst, but I'm not yet, uh, well, able to to be called like CMT. So that is definitely yet to yet to come. Uh, I'm working on it too. I see that June 15 date. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing, good to see that. So uh, crypto burb. So obviously, this past week we've seen some turbulence, if you want to say, in the crypto market. Not the first time we've seen a big, um, you know, crash if you want to call it that, in Bitcoin and other cryptos. Was was this one different to you at all than ones in the past, say, after like the 2017, 2018 run? Um, what stands out about you about this this recent downturn? Yeah, this is uh, this is intriguing. You know, uh, this is intriguing for, for many reasons to actually have watched this, this dump go in. And, um, you know, technically, before I actually just share the, share the screens, I was actually um, on the standby kind of like a mode, on the warn mode, you know, on a caution mode for the past, uh, for the past, um, well, months, for the past three months as we started going sideways. And uh, as a matter of fact, uh, I think I'll try very quick uh, and share my screen if that is okay. Yeah, um, of course. Go for it. Yep. There you go. Okay, I think right. you need to approve it. Well, yeah, now we just see. Oh, there we go. There you go. Yes. Yeah, so we are now looking at then again, at a, well, quite significant drop, right? The biggest probably drop in, in such a short period of time uh, in Bitcoin's history, the biggest volatility, that is for sure, right? Nominally, the percentage-wise, the, the, the volatility, well, has been seen before, let's say, just back in the year ago in the COVID crash, right, when it happened. We, we did see this this 50% slide to the downside, uh, although nominally it was just, you know, so it's so smaller because uh, there was a decline from about, you know, $8,000 down to 3800 which stood stood out for, for more than, you know, or, or approximately 50%, just like, uh, well, this entire retracement 
um, drawdown, I should say, from the peak to the bottom. Okay, $65,000 down to $30,000 to the pinpoint. You know, uh, it definitely constituted more more than 52, 53% retracement top to the bottom. Um, this volatility, I think, was unseen in the past cycles. This is something that was, uh, you know, disrupted and brought in this very cycle, you know, uh, last year, as I said, uh, with, with the COVID crash. Right now, again, we saw, in my opinion, COVID crash to zero, right? If I were to refer to the, you know, to a, to this, it was unexpected. It was a, somehow like a black swan event. There was a lot of um, a lot of warnings, you know. There were a lot of warnings for, from the market itself, you know. When you think about it, we were locking, you know, here with the uh, where was that? I believe this was the Elon candle. No, this was actually the Elon candle, uh, where Elon, you know, Musk said that they would accept crypto for for for. for Teslas and whatnot, or that they were engaged in crypto by by any means, uh, and this was definitely you know characteristic to very strong sharp upside movement, full of momentum, full of buyers, full of just pacing. You know, then later we kind of like topped out locally and started going and following some low momentum movements, right? And low momentum movement which lasted for the for three months. This entire kind of like move lasted three months, which could be classified from the technical point of view as a long term move. And it was sideways, right? It was not really a good, uh, I should say, uptrend. There is a difference between the uptrend or sideways move, which just goes almost flat, and the one that just goes up aggressively, right? And for that reason, you know, we also saw the kind of like lots of fake outs. You know, we saw the new high, which, uh, which already kind of like just right after breaking out to the upside, it broke down below the support. Uh, and that is what defines a fake out, right? If a freshly broken resistance turns into a support with the polarity change principle, that's what it's called, uh, so that the sub broken sub broken resistance turns into support and vice versa. You know, this if the uptrend was supposed to be strong, it should continue upwards. But instead, it kind of like neglected that, it disrupted, and violated the support, hiding, you know, just right be behind the support, uh, below the support, confirming that anything over the resistance was sold, right? Was overbought, was sold by the big players. Same way, same mechanism we saw right after, right? At the market period, the all-time high $65,000, exactly the same mechanism, right? The market kind of like rejected the resistance at first, then breakout, uh, and the moment that it was supposed to just decide whether or not it's about to continue, it kind of like violated to the downside, broke down again, right? Similar approach, uh, like on the past dump. So long story short, you saw that ever since this very kind of like peak over 50 mm -hmm. you know eight thousand dollars you were seeing lots of those mm, lots of those fake outs you know fake out after fake out after fake out after a fake out that is very typical to sideways and low momentum low pacing movements and that is uh what informed me that i should be warned that everybody should be warned that they should be you know taking their profits off the table at least partially right but definitely nothing of this uh, was bringing to the table this extremely volatile downside decline. And, um, you know, that such things usually, you know, don't happen just like that. While 30 to 40% retracements for Bitcoin are quite typical and usual, you would see many, many corrections of this type, you know, in, throughout the Bitcoin upside, upside part of the cycle. Uh, then, you know, 50%, 60% retracements, even the Ethereum dropped like 60, more than 60%. It's not easy to move one trillion market, you know, one trillion yeah. market plus. It, so I have a to, question. To be able to just, move it. 
Yeah. I have a question here. How, how much volume did we get in the last couple of days? Because to, like you just mentioned, it's it's not just a small market cap anymore here to move this. Um, I would love to know kind of that that volume. As you can see, yeah, definitely a little bit of a spike there. Um, but that's yeah. what I kind of saw. You know, after those three resistance tries, usually that fourth resistance try, we can't hold that. I mean, we, we usually see that test of support. So it, did was there a big amount of volume that went through yesterday? Compared to a relative um, day? So volume comparably, as you can tell, you know, volume represents the overall activity on the market, the amount of closed con contracts, transactions, right? The, the amount of closed matched, matched transactions, buys and sells. Uh, as a matter of fact, if you see, you know, this this volume repeated, like respectively to the prior prior moves, prior dumps was not, not as significant, mm -hmm. right? Uh, Per, per the per the value itself per the per the size but what is unquestionable is that we saw i think the biggest liquidation day you know we saw the biggest liquidation size the biggest amount of money being liquidated uh well because you know many many traders keep it safe trading on futures and apparently you can never be safe trading on futures because even you know it's still possible in such a big market to move the entire market you know crash through the entire supports somehow engineer it because you know such you know such market crash leads and requires some liquidity engineering it's not just easy to move and crash market like that mm. uh and well to be able to get some some fancy bottom but if you think about it it definitely looks very similar to the market crashing uh, from the COVID, right and what it happened right after and this was a bull market i still think we didn't top uh to power uh, what it did after this very crash, you know, it kind of like you turned, if you know what I mean, it recovered, right? And in a similar matter, I would expect this market you know, to to recover like that, right? There is definitely going to be some some lack of clarity, some PTSD period, as I call that, where people just need to shake out, you know, shake off this this liquidations. People need to get used to to the new new situation that they get liquidated, uh, you know. And it takes time, definitely, for the market to start being quote-unquote rational or technical all over again. But I do expect kind of like a recovery like this. It's like that old adage, you know, it, you, you take the elevator down, but the staircase back up. That exactly. Is true. That is true. And are so I get, Are you going to be looking for a sideways period here? Yes. So uh, as I said, you know, this is the PTSD, right, where market kind of like, trends uh sideways for some limited time until it grabs the correction uh, uh sorry uh, the the direction right people people are who create the market right so the market is consisting of, of people and if people are shocked if people are kind of like in the denial with regards to you know they just got liquidated you know they uh like people's emotions are as a matter of fact the what do you see in the market Right in form of a candle. So I would expect a lot of uncertainty throughout the next days. There is definitely a lot of FUD coming up. You know, right now there was a Treasury uh, announcement from Treasury that there is a risk about the tax evasion with cryptocurrencies. All of that somehow usually happens around the bottoms, right? Markets rarely ever top, uh, rarely ever get the fudding, get the fear, uncertainty. You know, and and an overall kind of like a disbelief. Uh, you know, from China bonds or from from treasuries or from other legal authorities, uh, stating those claims at the market peaks. They usually do that on the bottom. So it it is all well timed for sure, in my opinion. As long as the market is in the heavy kind of like a state, heavy deep, you know, level of of fear, if you will, right? 
this is the buying opportunity and mm -hmm. it's not going to be this easy so that it kind of like shots back and goes to hundred thousand dollar tomorrow but instead some uncertainty market taking time to become technical quote-unquote rational again right until it starts recovering in my opinion but uh there was definitely quite a heavy deviation against the average against the mean and time series data price price action has the tendency to return to the average to return to the mean so i would expect the mean reversion somewhere around you know high forty thousands fifty thousands dollars which is going to define whether or not this market continues upwards or not so wait, was that website you just pulled up that just tracks kind of the sentiment driving the market? What is that alternative? Oh, oh it's a it's just the fear and greed index. I think if you if you put the fear and greed index yeah. Bitcoin, that's the first one that pops up. You know. Okay. I might have to check, check that one out more. Um, so I got I got when the bloods are in the street, right? I got a couple uh -huh. more questions um, for you. So first, so you mentioned you're not necessarily a day trader, but you do do positions. So how often are you kind of getting in and out of these? And are you ever like fully liquidating all of your crypto or are you more just keep buying dips over time? Yeah, that is a, that is a very good question. A lot of strategies, you know, for the time horizons you. that you actually get interested to. I personally am most interested to 12 hour time frame because it represents the, the best kind of like area of interest for me. Like the time, the time scope that usually lasts between three and four months. Right. That's what I pay the most attention to. Uh, at the same time, of course, having the, you know, kind of like portfolio side portfolio part where I just simply buy and hold some stuff. Right. And I have my short term kind of like positions. I have my main portfolio, which is the medium term. Right. Uh, for for the for the 12 hour chart and the one which is for the weekly uh, time frame, the one which is for the long term kind of like uh, side. Right. And I trade based on, well, our own kind of like a trading system that we created that is called Burbicator Pro. Uh, it's available also on our website. It's a second version of our free kind of like a Burbicator here on the bottom, you know, which uh, which aligns and then and co-creates kind of like this new version of the Burbicator Pro. And there is a difference between an indicator and trading system. And trading system, as a matter of fact, is a complex complex creation. You know, it is like, like a business model. It's it's like for how company makes money. The same way the the trading system is for how traders make money of trading, and it needs to include information about your entries, about the markets that you trade, about your exits, about your stop losses, the position sizing, right, and the te technique that you apply. And here, the techniques like happily you can choose yourself, you know, because you can choose between the volatility bands which are represented here, right? Those are volatility bands based on the volatility, based on the ATR, which is average true range. It's not Bollinger Bands, right? Although they look similar, but it still uh, shows you, you know, the average volatility throughout the past past time so that you know, for example, where there is some, some volatility going on, you know, and the price action just breaks out above this average volatility, you can expect this price action to continue in this direction. Same way if it breaks down. And knowing that this is, you know, this is the average volatility that gives you right now the range between $56,000 and $43,000, you know, that anything of, like on the lower side, on the bottom side is considered over, oversold and a good buying opportunity because that's abnormal volatility to the downside, which could be bought. And besides bargain hiders, usually bargain hiders usually follow up on that. Other than this, you have also the option to choose the simplest version, which is the trend following part. 
And this system, the way I use it, is a trend-following breakout system. So it, it, comes, it com includes and combines the volatility, okay, part which I, which I just showed, and at the same time, the trend. I'm a trend trader and a trend follower, right? So uh, whenever market goes up on average, this is a long opportunity. Whenever the market goes down on average, you kind of like get these sell, you know, indications, those those sell um, suggestions, tips to lock up your lock in your profits, right? And the same way, it actually informed right before the biggest crash, right? That it happened. So there was enough, as a matter of fact, an opportunity to leave the market safely about fifty one two thousand uh, dollars, which was preceding this entire crash. Uh, yeah, I was actually away for the weekend uh, party <laughs> for the bachelor's party. My friend was getting married, uh, and I wasn't in, in place for that. But still, uh, still, you know, the system is beautifully working, and that's my kind of like whole game, right? I am a train follower breakout system from the medium time frame perspective, uh, and at the same time, as I said, I have my long term holdings, which I still plan to liquidate altogether. Uh, within the next upcoming months, uh, because of one of my favorite indicators, uh, which is called NUPL, right? And NUPL is a net earnings profit and loss, and it shows the, the amount of liquidity in the market. Uh, and the higher the the higher the ratio just goes, the bigger the ratio. It tells you that the more money is being left on the table, right? And the Historically speaking, the more money is left on the table, the more people believe and are certain about the market going up infinitely, right? Which is the blue kind of like euphoric state of the market, right? Uh, market usually tops up, right? And we don't see that anymore just yet, okay? Which is what makes me think that we are in a kind of like a similar pattern, you know, to what mm -hmm. we saw over here in the market. Yeah, pretty much. Do you think we got too too extreme on the upside, and this pullback is kind of more of a healthy look? Healthy. Um, I, healthy. I would never. Healthy I would never. I would. I would never call these types of movements like yesterday's. You know, healthy by no means, because uh, you know such volatility is just pretty much like just literally unbearable for too many people. Mm -hmm. you know, so many people just lose their all their lifetime savings and everything liquidated. Yeah. I. I keep getting DMs like that, you know, on a daily basis. So it's yeah, very yeah. painful to I watch. I saw a couple of those also. I mean, well, we, yeah. we all can learn from that, right? I mean, one, one of the things uh -huh. that we definitely did see was that yesterday we had some even liquidity issues on platforms, right? Kind of trapping people and not being able to get in or out. And so can you explain what you saw out there? I mean, you, you probably know more than us about these different platforms. Maybe you saw one hold up a little bit stronger than another. Let us know. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so to answer that question, well, frankly, uh, I usually avoid trading futures because of the liquidity. Uh, but I mean, be, not because of the liquidity, but because of the volatility at this stage of the market. I do believe that the market is too volatile for me to safely trade futures. And apparently, even with, with liquidation levels around you know 60% lower than the market price on the peak, you can never be sure, right? So if you can never be sure about you know 50% market crash, happening just like that then you can never be sure of anything to be honest right so i i would personally avoid trading futures through throughout the next months which is why i mainly focus on the spot but still there were definitely liquidity issues whenever uh whenever some you know some issues kind of like arrive with the with the from the market side you see exchanges really you know coping hard to to really deliver the liquidity but they still lock you know they still close 
and the Binance, you know, just free, froze, the, the Bybit froze, you know, all of the biggest exchanges literally got frozen uh, in order to, to somehow manage the, the well, the, the liquidity, right? And the liquidity crisis is definitely real. And um, I personally know that Bybit, as far as I know, again, the Bybit futures, Bybit derivatives got actually, for, for, the, for the traders, got the biggest hit where it was actually like a real crisis on the liquidity side. Um, yeah, I just, so I got a couple or like one more question. I don't know if you have a couple more minutes, mm -hmm. but yeah, I've been seeing, go. I've been seeing a lot of, you know, crypto experts per se, whatever, calling for, for Ethereum to show more strength, uh, than Bitcoin over the next year. Do you kind of see that the same way or do you think they're going to be moving together? Yeah, I do think, I do think there's a strong correlation in the same way that Bitcoin is, you know, like a kink and dominator for the entire market. Although maybe not anymore because the dominance of the of the bitcoin has sharply de declined recently uh, which tells me that there is definitely a lot of altcoin capital that absorbs the the, li the liquidity absorbs the money moving off the of the bitcoin to to the other markets and i do believe that there is a strong correlation and as i said as same way that bitcoin usually is the main nominator uh denominator you know for the entire market uh for the crypto and similar manner ethereum is uh it's pretty much like the the one dominator, you know, dominator for for the altcoins. And that is what you usually see if you open up a you know crypto market capitalization chart for the altcoins. You would see Ethereum chart mainly, right? Which is which shows a very strong correlation, and Ethereum is the leader. And I do believe right now with this insane discounts, you know, uh, Ethereum got hit in a double double way in a, some 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 sort of like a superposition effect, as I call it. Not only because Bitcoin dropped against USD. But also because it, you know, Ethereum dropped against BDC, right? Uh, so it kind of like got this double hit, which made it retrace to about 65, you know, percent to the downside. It's unseen before. I haven't seen any corrections like in my entire career like that for Ethereum. But I still think we have not topped out, and I still think I have my targets high for Ethereum about ten thousand dollars. Okay, and I'm jumping in to ask a couple of things. I, I saw um, maybe that was Rohan sharing his screen, but where do you? How do you get your information like how do you like are you using charts to you know are you reading twitter like how do you get your information are you discording yeah yeah so uh well because i'm a certified technical analyst i usually source it from my head and from my knowledge and from the books that's that's where the theory kind of like parts i i like approaching you know the the, the practice from the theoretical point of view firstly Usually they teach us in school so that, you know, you, you have to, like, I have an de engineering degree, chemical technology engineering. Okay. So in the schools, I used to be taught, you know, that you don't need to know what the equation is for just, just do it and solve it. Right. Yeah. But as a matter of fact, and as a matter of fact, to have a good understanding of how things work and why you should do, do stuff and, you know, just be, 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 be honest and be uh, wise about it. You always need to know the theoretical models behind it. And which is why I definitely keep developing, keep learning, keep reading the books. You know, I'm yet to dive into into derivatives for the option side, for the volatility. Uh, there is a beautiful, amazing market which is actually getting fully reborn uh, for the upcoming multi-year long bull market. I'm talking about the commodities, right? As a whole, there is a there is a beautiful chart uh, for Bloomberg Commodity Index. Uh, I can actually just try very quick to uh, to show it off. 
there's also like very ugly cloud going on behind my head so i really hope the rain yeah, where are you look where are you looking to happen <laughs> actually it's poland it's poland warsaw oh you're in poland yes i'm in poland um getting my my chart right in front just for you um how is, is covid sure. is covid over in poland uh i think we're coping somehow you know uh i'd say we we are trying to refreeze or yeah uh, well not not refreeze but just you know unfreeze the economy the, the restaurants are slowly getting open you know the vaccinations are proceeding uh, it's, everything is in the process they like the government issued their their program their plan on rebuilding the economy um which i'm not the biggest fan of personally but that's another story uh, but the the market that i'm really you know that really actually corresponds with the with the COVID crisis and with the overall crisis on the, on, on the world from the financial point of view and whatnot is the commodities and if you think about it if you look at the chart it's probably the best looking chart i've seen in, in years because this is a monthly chart for the futures for the commodity index which involves the industrial metals the energy sector for the you know crude oil brent oil the, the natural gas uh, you would see the precious metals, gold and silver, which I cannot stop buying personally. <laughs> uh, you would see the the industrial metals, as I said, the grains, you know, the, the food market and all of that. And this index just represents this entire kind of like a commodity asset class. And you can see from the technical point of view that it had recently broken out above, uh, well, 50 month year, a uh, 50 month long average, this one, the orange one, right? And the last time that it actually broke through and reclaimed just continue higher you know was i believe here which was 2012. right wow. so this is an unprecedented event that uh, that it actually shows the market strength you know uh for the recovery side and as a matter of fact it actually just you know comes all together in a nice logical manner because commodities are usually uh inflationary hatch whenever the governments and the monetary policy get too easy uh, the inflation boosts and the commodities, uh, well, especially the precious metals, silver, gold, biggest fan. Uh, this is what, you know, or copper very recently as well, the beautiful chart. This is what pushes the commodity prices upwards as a whole. And also, you know, it is out of question that the inflation, that the inflation rate is strongly connected and dependent on the commodity prices. So if the commodity prices increase, it also additionally increases the, the inflation too often. Yeah, right. I mean, that's a really interesting chart. Um, all right, well, thank you for joining us today, Crypto Burb. We'd love to get you back on again. We do have some other, you know, more crypto-focused shows if you're interested in coming back on and joining one of those. Of course, by all means. I thank you for having me. That was a pleasure. Of course. Thank well, enjoy. you. Enjoy the rest of your day, and I hope everything's going well in Poland. Stay safe, guys. Bye-bye. Cheers. Bye. Thank you. All right. Hey, not bad. I got some interesting information there. One of the things that I, I really wanted to know was how did the panic platforms really hold? Because, uh, I mean, in, in 2018, that's when I used to try to buy Bitcoin only on panic dips. So I, I don't know if you guys were ever – Jason, did you ever invest back in, in, in 2018 on Bitcoin? A little bit, but nothing nothing crazy. Nothing crazy. I, I, as you guys know, the pre-market uh, prep show that I'm on, I am a big owner of USDC. I have most of my money in USDC, which is not, doesn't move when Ethereum and Bitcoin move. I do have Bitcoin and Ethereum, Mitch, but 
I did not like go dip hardcore in the, in the dip. You know, I was probably in the notion of, oh, it's not coming back. You know what I mean? Um, it's really hard to say, but um, Voyager yesterday fell and then Voyager is up today. Uh, I know Tony's asking that. Voyager is different. I mean, but I, I'm, not, I'm not comfortable talking about Voyager that much because I own Voyager, but I'm also close to the company. So I, I don't have any inside info other than like, like and it's been public. The accounts that they're getting are, is, is, is a ton. Um, I'm an investor in Voyager. I mean, that's, I guess, um, USDC is not 10% at Voyager. USDC is 9% at Voyager. You have to own, I think, VGX as well. They're Voyager coin, coin to get 10%. Voyager was down for about 40 minutes yesterday when you wanted to make some trades. It got back up. Kind of reminds me of Robin Hood days. Voyager is dealing with some insane growth right now, the amount of accounts that they went up. Um, you know, so th there's, yeah, anything you guys want about Voyager, I'm an expert on Voyager. So I'm, I'm your guy on Voyager and how it works. But um, yeah, I have USDC with Voyager and with BlockFi. Now, there are other crypto exchanges that, Give higher US give higher interest on USDC, but I don't do those ones because I don't want to risk losing my money. USDC is another way to get some interest on your cash. So, Mitch, say you have five thousand dollars, okay? That you just you you know you want to put in the market. It doesn't make any money in your checking account. What I would say, Mitch, is open up a Voyager account and get um, nine ten percent, and th that's what I that's what you know that's what I do. And that's how I um, have, you know, uh, done it. And uh, yeah, there's not um, many places you're going to find 9% in any way, let yeah, alone. And, and Mitch, Mitch, it sounds like it's too good to be true, right? It, like it definitely mm -hmm. does. Um, you know, like it, um, what the heck is this? There's a head. I just typed in Voyager. Oh, Voyager Therapeutics. Wow. I just typed in Google, uh, Benzinga Voyager. Um, uh, Benzinga and I said Voyager CEO resigns, but Voyager Therapeutics. <laughs> like, That's why you got to read the whole ticker right there. That's, yeah, yeah. A good so, lesson right there. So, so Mitch, the one thing I was going to say, it, you're right. There's not a lot of um, things where you're going to find that kind of return. And so, um, so that is why, like, you know, I don't put it all in, but I, because you never know, but it's because it's the, it's the partner risk. But here's a link for Voyager if you want to open an account. But that's where I'm saying put a little bit of money in. It took a month to open an account with Voyager. They're they are that busy. Yeah, and I can explain what the month thing is. There's a whole thing with um, when you're transferring money, if you're using – Mitch, what's the stuff called? You can wire money, but there's another way you can do it too. What's another uh, way? To ACH. ACH. Thank you, Mitch. So that is – that's it. You got it. So ACH it has it, – it's, it's, it's antiquated. It's from the 1970s. And so Voyager doesn't technically get the money until – so people who are trying to be like crafty can send money through ACH – and pull it back and Voyager went no. So it's a security thing that Voyager is doing, but there there's ways to fix it. I, this I will tell you. This I will tell you. Voyager did add two people to the board, um, but um, the um, ACH is very uh, much slower than wire. The, the CEO of Voyager is the most ethical, trustworthy guy I've ever known, ever met, or one of them. I guess my dad, but beyond that, he is – one of the like most ethical, nicest guys I've ever met. There's people in life like so. When I hire someone at Benzinga, if the first, if like when they start for two weeks and they're doing really good, like oh, I get a raise. It's probably not going to turn out good. It's going to be like something that it's not going to turn out good. This guy at Voyager, 
I remember he was a CEO of Lightspeed, and I was trying to like woo him and wow him and like get him to use Benzinga, but he was then he became a customer. But we went to the New York Rangers game, and there there it was his season ticket. So I tried to buy him like a jersey and stuff. He wouldn't let me spend a dime on him, and that's just like so rare, so rare. And I'm not saying if I spent a dime on him, he would have been bad either. But he's just like, you know, people you always think they're out for themselves. This guy was like just so nice and ethical. And I always said, whatever that guy, whatever he does, I'm gonna follow in because I haven't met many two people, many people like him. His name is Steve Steve Ehrlich, and he's the CEO of Voyager. And so that's the reason why I'm in it. You know, Jason looks beat down and stressed out. Relax a little bit. You need a beach and a drink. It's just because my hair is messed up right now. I have a haircut today, so I didn't do it. I didn't brush my hair or do it. I didn't like look at my hair. That's why. Um, but I, but the good news is, guys, the good news is this. I am down to 210 from 214.5. I, I have a scale that syncs to the internet. So my scale syncs to the internet. So now we're going to be doing a, a $1,000 competition with the Zinger Nation crew. We're going to launch on Monday. Um, I haven't told Mitch yet, so we've got to figure out what the competition is going to be. But here, here's what we got. So my scale, it'll show, it'll sync up to this app. I'm at two, here, oh, I'll go back to that page, sorry. Uh, 210.4, my daily, that's days up to today. My, uh, but here's the bad stuff. I got a lot of bad stuff. So I give you my weight there, but here's, I know why we have to hang up in a minute because of the next show, sorry. Body fat, Mitch, this is not good. Body fat, 38.1%. Muscle mass, 58.7. Um, bone mass, whatever the fuck that means. And BMI is like a, like 32, whatever all that stuff means. But um, we'll, we'll get that down. We'll get that down to 25. Nice, healthy range. Let's go. Um, you know, Jason here looks good to me. Um, we're trying to do it. And again, Zinger Nation is about all of us. We, Mitch, Spencer, and a few others, we're trying to figure out the best format for YouTube. We're seeing engagement. But, you know, one of the things is you don't have notifications turned on, guys. And so you don't know when we go live for shows. And but although our subscriber number is getting up there, you don't know we're on. I'm seeing like I got three messages on my Twitter about it. So we're trying to figure out ways. We may do the morning session a little longer and then like an afternoon session and then uh, a later session. The pro only problem with that is then you can't just go back and watch that show unless um, unless we edit it. Um, so we're just trying to figure that out. My target weight, I'm at 210 now. My target weight is honestly 165. So that's 45 pounds. I we got to do that. I got a problem. I got to make changes because I cheat a little bit and I, and I did, did yesterday and I, and so I gotta, I gotta stop treating food as like a, a thing I enjoy. Like I, you know, I gotta stop treating food. Like I just said popcorn. I just gotta stop, but I hope the carbs, the carbs, man, cut the carbs, cut yeah, the carbs. Tony, yeah. Tony is right. Everyone out in Zinger Nation right now, you guys need to do your job to help us smash the like button, subscribe. If you haven't already share the yeah. video, we're trying right. to get up. He's right. Producer AB, you're right. You're right. Keep it going, what you're saying. Yeah, um, we, we got to get our views up. And if, if we want to keep this going, we are going to try a few different things to get that, you know, some engagement up. But we're, we're, we're doing our best to bring you some good content. So we're just asking, um, you know, for a little help in return by hitting that, hitting that like, hitting that subscribe. Definitely, Thank definitely. That's what it's all about, Mitchell, right? At the end of the day, Mitchell, we, do, we give back the value, right? Mitchell, two, two things on this. Um, so someone above just said something. I gotta wait. I gotta first answer him. Not the. Uh, I need to stand up to lose. Get, oh, the, well, no. Where was it? Shoot, um, guys, please. Is Voyager only for 
phone app. Yes, Voyager is just an app. There's not a website up for it. They may introduce one. It's an app. I like it, the app. Um, but yeah. Then the other thing is, Mitch, um, the other thing, Mitch, this person here said that they, uh, Jim Stocks said he, he um, subscribes for notifications and doesn't get them for Benzinga. And when you guys were live today, I typed in stock market live and you guys didn't show up. The only way I could do it is on my left side where I hit live and you're the, the bottom one. I don't know if you guys all got to contact YouTube and complain. Okay, Cameron Dole gets notifications. So um, we don't know that we're not like some secret hackers on YouTube and know these YouTube algorithms. But I guess at the end of the day, maybe you guys as listeners, the 400 people here right now, send a note to YouTube and say, Benzinga is not showing up to the top of our thing and it's probably the highest quality financial business information show. I mean, I don't know if you guys watch uh, Chris and Mitch. I mean, it's unbelievable. I mean, the show is so good. Mitch's background is so fucking good. It's so good. I love it. And like, I, I, I literally like, I had, I had to cancel a meeting today. I had to cancel a meeting. It was a, not a, that important one, but, but I was supposed to do it because I couldn't turn off their show and I didn't want to watch it later. So I delayed the guy 10 minutes so I can listen to Mitch and Chris to, um, from the stocks. Like I uh -oh. literally you know, so all right, Mitch, I know we're getting we to we got a girl. All right, so, all right. Like and subscribe, like and subscribe. We love you all. Turn on your notifications. Zinger Nation is not us; it's all of you guys. This is your show. When you want to come in on and guest host, come on. We are here for you. We're just the talking faces. You got Mitch and Aaron, who are nice talking, handsome faces. You got me, that has a face for radio. But all you guys are behind the scenes in the chat room, which is good. But we want you to host some show stuff. So we want you to get on the network. We're working our ass off. We're not going to quit until we're the number one show out there. Sometimes we don't look, you know, high energy like maybe I wasn't earlier, but you guys give us the energy. So you know how like Tesla needs you to plug a battery in or you go to a gas station to fill gas in your car? You guys are the gas to this this whole Benzinga Nation thing, Zinger Nation. So whatever you guys feedback you have, send a power hour at Benzinga.com. One thing I will promise, no, we the, the your emails will be responded to. Ideally short with bullet points, very, you know, bullet points. We won't read the long paragraphs. It's, it's very hard. We get a lot of emails, but we will try whatever you say. We will experiment. So, and, and I got to say one last thing. And before we go to crypto and do not leave for crypto, Logan, Aaron, the team is amazing. But one last thing, Mitchell, do you remember when everyone used to like rip on Chris's background? Yeah. Do you remember? What do okay. we do? So, so do you remember that? So they, like we got messages all the time. I got DMs on Twitter, Jason, it's really, you got to, okay, well, guess what? That is great now. And we're, we're going to improve it even further because it's, it's very blue. He needs a little right. something else to make it like span and be memorable. It's blue. It's nice. But we need something memorable in the background too now. So we'll get it better. But guess what? I have not received complaints about the background. All these little things we're, 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 we're taking on and improving. And if you think you can impact the outcome at Benzinga, if you think you can help improve something, send an email to powerhour at benzinga.com. Send three bullet points about how you could start here and improve things. And that's what happens. Mitch Hotch was a use, was, was a follower of us. Aaron Bree was a follower of us. Mitch was in the chat rooms. Mitch has started doing work for us. He's now a full-time team member who's, I would say, one of our top team members like at our company. Love the guy. And I, I'm sometimes short with him, but it's because I – know how good he is and what he can be. But most of our people um, are people who are users. 
So like SM, SM goes value, maybe value, value, value. That's what maybe, we try to give, right? Wait, why'd someone delete this guy's uh, comment? Uh, SM, all, right, uh, all right. So wait, hold on. One last thing. SM said maybe be honest in your articles. That's a start. So I don't know where his comment went, but what article were we honest in? Uh, clarity and transparency is everything. So SM, yeah, email us, SM, power So wait, Ram, if someone just to if someone's telling fake news, they will be out of Benzinga. That's for sure. So go ahead. Yes. I'm just going to give you a rundown. So we do have our normal crypto show at two, but right now we're doing a little special. We're doing live trading on Robinhood. We're the only channel you can come to to watch live crypto trades on Robinhood. Really? Um, yeah, we're doing it live. That's I'm going to bring sweet. on. Oh, yeah. We have podcasts too. Go check yeah. out those let's go, podcasts. Let's go. Yeah. This is what it's all about, guys. This is why we give you guys value back to you guys. So this is what we're going to go ahead and do right now. We're going to give you guys the value. So if you guys get value out of this, smash the like. Mitch, you know what I love about this? This Robin Hood live trading thing. You know what I love about it? I didn't know anything about it, but we're taking an experiment and doing it. There's not big discussions here at Benzinga. There's not a formal hire process. If you think you can impact the outcome, come and impact the outcome. Okay? I am not their bosses. I'm a guy that just gets... You know, you know, you know, angry at times and try to fix things and move things out of the way. That's all I try to do. And I try Let's to find do it. Do it. And I yeah, try we go to through the fi- we go through the finish line here, which is what we're doing with this live trading. Let me bring on uh, Aaron and Logan real quick. What's up, y'all? Yo, what's up? How's it going? Good. How are you? Good. Good. Just getting ready. So, can for you guys? Some, can you? Aaron, ready? wake up! Come on, Aaron. I'm here. I'm here. You're here. Aaron, if you're in my house, you'd have some energy. And let's go. Okay, let's try that again. Aaron, do the thing and ask. Wait, A, B, ask Aaron how he's doing again. All right, Aaron, we got some really cool cool stuff we're doing with Robin Hood right now. We're doing crypto. Give our audience some more background. I think you might know a little bit, little bit more about it than I do. Um, actually, so I was kind of tossing it. Rohan definitely knows more about yeah, it. Yeah, so listen, we're going to get the segment started. Basically, what's about to happen is a pretty cool uh, four-episode segment that is presented by Robinhood, but we're going to trade some crypto, uh, and it's a competition. We're going to see who can make the most Wait, money. Rohan, we got to get your mic fixed. What's wrong with my mic? There's background noise. Who's talking Sounds funky. It does sound a little funky. Michael, can you, hear, you can hear that too? I can, I can hear it. It's, it's pretty funky. We got to get AT a Red Bull too. I don't hear Rohan's mic being bad, but I hear annoying background noise. Now Rohan's okay. muted. I don't know. We do, right. need to, we do need to get Aaron Thomas a Red Bull. Uh, I'll have I, one, think I'll have noise, I think the background noise is from one of the other mics. Oh, here, I'm going to listen. I'm going to pass it to Michael. He's going to start this segment off. Let's do it. Let's get this thing started. All right. So we're doing something pretty exciting right here. Okay. Wait, you got, you got no video? You got no video preview? What, no video preview. No, no. We're, we're just getting into this thing. Oh, you guys suck. All right. Oh, no. We're, we're explaining this thing. Listen, here's what we're going to do. So we're going to do something pretty special today. We're presenting the Benzinga Robinhood Crypto Trading Challenge. So what this is, is we're going to have four contestants from Benzinga trade crypto on Robinhood. So we know there's a lot of talk about Robinhood's crypto platform. We've talked with this about them. There's talk about the wallets not being available. But Robinhood COO, Christine Brown, has mentioned multiple times they're working very, very diligently on deposits and withdrawals. They are working as hard as they can to make this platform better. So we're excited because what we're going to do so we're going to go on and we're going to work to trade crypto on Benzinga's platform. And we're going to see what it works. We're going to see what exactly makes Robinhood's platform better and why it gives users the ability to make more money with no fees. So we're going to go through a couple of notes here. But essentially, over the course of the next 10 days, four Benzinga team members and personalities are going to get $250 each. So we're going to have four different platforms that we're investing on. $250 is going to go into Robinhood. We're going to have one team member investing on Gemini. We're going to have another team member invest in Binance. 
and we're going to have another one invest in Coinbase. So these four team members are going to be investing and competing to see who winds up with more money with better trades. So this is a test of skill. This is a test of crypto knowledge. And this is a test to see how the zero fees from Robinhood are going to impact how much money you make trading crypto. So we're going to get into this. There's four contestants. At the end of the week, the contestant with the highest balance and with the most crypto knowledge, remember, this is a test of skill, not just about the zero fees, but the contestant with the highest amount of money is going to win a grand prize of $1,000. So this is the Benzinga Robinhood Crypto Trading Challenge. So without further ado, let's get into our contestants. Producer Rohan, let's bring up AT Aaron Thomas, who needs a Red Bull. Just getting into the swing of things. What's up, Aaron everybody? Thomas, what's up? How are we doing? Good, good. Doing great. Trying to bring the energy, as Raz said. So I'm sipping on a Starbucks. It's not Red Bull. It has a little bit of caffeine in it, but not enough. So That's we'll try to, we'll that, try like, to keep it thing, man. Dude, you got to no, get the no, caffeine. I like it. I like it. I like the. It has a little bit of sugar, but Six. it has a good amount of caffeine. It's good. Six shots of espresso. Straight espresso. It's mostly espresso in here, but it's very, very I, I'm good. I'm just not trying to die. Sleep. I'm just not trying to die. It's terrific. Aaron, all right, take us through what you're investing. What are we doing with, with your exchange? What are you trading on, first of all? And then secondly, what kind of coin are you getting into with your $250? Where are your investments going? Okay, um, so with my investments, I am actually will be trading on Robinhood. Sorry, Robinhood. Um, so let's get into it. Which coins am I interested in? So I pulled up my crypto watch list right here. Um. Where's your crypto watch list at? Is that, a, is that on your Robinhood app? Yep, it is the Robinhood crypto watch list. So awesome. So we yeah, have I, producer Rohan. Producer Rohan has coin market cap pulled up. So every coin that our four contestants look through and buy, Rohan is going to pull up and we're going to look through those coins on coin market cap. They get an explanation. So Aaron, the, the pressure is on. We've got, we've got three really good other contestants too. We've got crypto experts in house. We've got some people that really know crypto, which is good because I don't. I'm a host. I don't know crypto, but I know we have three other people behind Aaron that really know this stuff. I mean, Aaron knows. Are you, but, are, but are you going to be? I thought you. Are you sharing the screens? Yeah, we're going to share Coin Market Cap after after Aaron gives us his pick. We're, we're waiting on Aaron to give us his pick. Yeah, I was. It's I like was the NFL right draft. Yes, I'm on the. I'm on the clock. I'm on the clock. Um, we need some Jeopardy music. Yes, exactly. It's, Wait, it's a lot of pressure. A quick way for you guys to make some money off Benzinga. <laughs> <laughs> no, not enough. No, Raz. Raz, no, no comment. <laughs> <laughs> all right so if i'm going first uh i hope the uh contestants that follow me don't get mad about my pick so we're picking four different right four different coins correct you, you can pick Maybe. whatever you want there can be overlap oh there can, oh, be, there overlap. can be overlap okay. okay the only rule is your first trade has to be 250 dollars to start got it got it got it all right well um i think looking at eth i'm actually going to purchase $250 of Ethereum. Uh, why? I am looking at a live chart. Uh, crypto, the markets, so this markets the, this week have been up and down as everybody has been watching, seeing. Um, Ethereum, I did want to get into the position a long time ago. So uh, when I, I missed my opportunity back then. So now... For you guys, for live for Zinger Nation, I will purchase $250 of Ethereum. The live chart showed it was at, let's see, it was up today. It's not doing too bad. So I'm going to get into ETH is my pick. All right. 
And what's your biggest reason for ETH two? Is this one that you've always wanted to get into? Do you have a reason? What What do you What do you see it going up for? What's I like what's the I like the I like the applications behind Ethereum. Uh, we've talked about it. So uh, one of the more popular and well known applications of ETH are now the NFTs that are super popular amongst uh, crypto. So with that, I like I like those. You know, uh, the technology behind it. So. That's why I'm going to go. All right, that's, that's solid. All right, the pick is in. Aaron Thomas has selected Ethereum, $250 in. Now, Aaron, so you're trading you're trading on Robinhood. Correct. After you made your $250 purchase on Robinhood, how much money did you have in your account and how much Ethereum do you have that you purchased? Let's see. We're sending the order. Okay, so at $250 ETH, I already made $0.05 cents from that purchase. I, made, I bought 0 0.09 one ETH. Very nice. <laughs> All right. Very nice. That's exactly right. And the thing, of course, I mean, we got to note this on Robinhood. $250 exactly. of Ethereum gets you $250 of Ethereum. Aaron, good luck. We've got one in the chat for Aaron. He's our first contestant. Drop a one if you think Aaron is going to take everybody else out. I'm Thank not so sure. I have my money on number three. I don't remember which contestant's number three, but I know I really liked their coin when they told me about it. Pre-show. So, Aaron, I kind of believe in you. How long does this go on for? It's going to be 15 minutes. No. Is it a month? Or what, what's the contest? It's a 10-day challenge, Jason. 10-day challenge right. to the end of May. End of May. All right. Let's bring on contestant number two, Aaron Thomas. The pick is in. Let's bring in our second contestant, Jordan Robertson, crypto expert. Jordan, give us your pick. Hi, guys. Okay. So I'm going to be putting $250 into Stellar Lumens. Um, it's at 49 cents right now. It's down about 4% on the day and about 16% on week over week. But I really believe in their solution. I believe in them solving the, you know, the MoneyGram service issue, the slow transactions, the high fees. Um, Stellar Lumens is, is solving that problem. And I think it's um, super beneficial for all of these families that are living cross country and 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 helping helping uh extended families. So oh my gosh, that's I'm putting reason. $250 into Stellar Lumens. Uh if we want to talk about fees, it's going to cost me $3.67. So uh, that means I'm getting $246.33 in Stellar. Um and I've got 503 Stellar Lumens now. Oh snap. All right. I like your reasoning. That was very well thought out. I think Aaron's got some Thanks, competition already. Great job, Jordan. Let's bring out a third contestant, another in-house Benzinga crypto expert, Logan Ross. Logan, how we doing? Where you at? I'm doing good, Michael. Thanks for having me on today. Uh, I'm Logan Ross. I'm the host of the Moon or Bust new crypto show on Benzinga, where we talk about all coins every day. So come check that out if you're interested uh, in crypto and getting into DeFi this summer. Uh, so... So I really like the two picks that I had before me, right? We had Ethereum, which is a very solid fundamentals. I'm a big Ethereum believer. And Jordan came in with Stellar, which I really like. And her reasoning, I mean, how could how could you not like that, right? Um, but I'm going to take a little bit less safe of an approach because this is a competition, right? So I'm scrolling a little bit down, uh, farther down the top 100 list uh, for the number 25 biggest coin by market cap EOS. Okay, ticker EOS. Uh, so there's a couple of reasons that this one sticks out to me. One, because it's a little bit farther down the list, it has some more room to grow, uh, some higher ROI potential, and it is also down 34.7% uh, on the seven day, which is a lot, uh, a lot bigger of a loss than the other coins that my competitors are in. Buying the dip, uh, so, I like it. Yeah, That's just good. to break even, I will be in first place, right? 
so EOS is a competitor to Ethereum. They are a smart contract blockchain um, and they have a pretty, pretty solid fundamental platform and they have yet to break through their 2017, 2018 bull run all time high. Um, and they were steadily on their way there until this correction happened. So they do have some positive momentum going for them. They're starting to get some attention in this bull run. Uh, and for those reasons, I have made that my pick. So I picked up $249.74 uh, worth because I had to pay $0.25 cents as a fee on the Binance.us platform. Okay, not bad. Immediate points for conciseness from Logan Ross. That was that was clean. That was clear. I dig the reasoning. I love buying the dip. I think I think Logan may have Logan and Jordan either tied or it's a very close one too. And I don't know who to put there. But Aaron, I, I feel like you're gonna have to bring the heat the next time around when we when we come back for our update on Monday. But with any, without anything else being said, we got to bring out our fourth and final competitor, producer Rohan, pulling double duty, producing the show, running the details. And bringing us our fourth pick of the day, producer Rohan, what do we got? What are you bringing to the table? I'm muted. Sorry. What up? What's going on? Oh, that's a bad um, start, dude. I don't I don't like that. No, I'm, right. I have a bad feeling about this. All right. I give up. I'm leaving. Bye. <laughs> I'm going to just take the 250 and, and call that good. Uh, no. Um, so I'm going to, you know what? I am a big Ethereum fan, big believer in Ethereum. And just looking at the dip that the market took yesterday, um, what took the biggest dip was, I mean, like Bitcoin to start. Ethereum. And just looking at percentages alone, if I were to pick between the two in terms of what has the most recovery potential, I would say Bitcoin first. But in the long term, I believe in Ethereum uh, passing Bitcoin in terms of like market cap and market dominance. But I really like Logan's approach there of picking a coin that's down the most, um, but is still strong fundamental wise, still strong use case wise. And for that reason, I'm going with a bit. I mean, it's been popular in the news a little bit and uh, it's a bit on the you know it's not quite as low as eos but um what i'm going for is polygon matic coin so let me pull that up it is 12 percent down on the day right now uh, uh, dip again. all right a daily yeah dip. so, a so we are buying that dip mainly because i know i'm gonna have to pay some fees and so i gotta catch up to aaron thomas hey, with the zero what, fees what platform are you using so I'm using platform Gemini. So uh, with Gemini, there are some fees involved. Uh, a lot more coins offered than some are of the we, platforms. Wait, Jordan, are we affiliate of Gemini? Yes, we are. So will you put so, it? In the, will you put it in the chat, Jordan, in the thing there, so people have our link? Absolutely. Thank you, Jason, Rohan, wait. So what was your reasoning for this coin? You, you bought the dip, obviously. But what's your what's so, your biggest reason for this? It's been up a lot lately, um, and I am not nearly as much of an expert as uh, Logan Ross here. But sitting in the background, I get to hear some stuff. And so, I mean, the goal of Polygon as a coin is it's trying to solve things like the speed issues, gas fees, things like that. Um, I believe Logan, since you're on, can you confirm is this like an Ethereum based coin? Yeah, so if uh, Polygon is a layer two scaling solution for Ethereum, ERC20, trying, right? Yes, it is. It's built on top of Ethereum, and it's gonna uh, hopefully reduce gas fees and make transactions really cheap on the Ethereum network because they're not right now. And where is it primarily used? Like, are people using it on Uniswap, or what's the deal there? Uh, so Uniswap is launching uh, with a different layer two solution called Optimism, um, but there are some uh, a lot of big DeFi apps using the Polygon network. Um, I can't think of any off the top of my head, but. If you go to their website, I'm sure you can see all of their partners. Okay, perfect. Well, yeah. So that's that's my uh, that's my DeFi play there. 
slightly educated, not totally educated, but it's just my first trade of many this this in this 10 days. So we're just trying to see if I can. Uh, oh, it's already down. It's already up a little bit. So I, I better buy in. And uh, that is what I'm going for. Two hundred fifty dollars on Gemini into Polygon. All right. Solid. We got we got four picks. We want to drop some numbers in the chat. We're going to drop in one for Aaron Thomas. If you think Aaron Thomas is going to walk away in this competition, we want to drop a two for Jordan Robertson, our, one of our crypto experts, three for Logan Ross, another crypto expert. We're going to drop a number four for producer Rohan, who's already a little bit up on the day. And these are the rules. The contestants can make as many trades as they want in the next 10 days while we're doing the Robinhood Crypto Challenge. They go back and forth. They can trade their coins. And again, what we want to call out is that with $250, Purchased on Robinhood, you get $250 of the coin. But this is anyone's game. Like I said, we've got four good picks. I just wanted to mention. All the way. Um, uh, I, I know I'm not supposed to totally show this, but uh, I paid $250. I'm going to get $237.60 of Polygon. Wow. And, and part of that, the transaction fee isn't the worst. It's $3.60. In my case, I am paying with a debit card, which is costing me $8.72. Oh, rookie move, man. So, uh you know, you might be able to avoid that fee, but that's why I'm starting behind the pack and I got some work to do to catch up. All right. Well, Rohan putting himself at a severe disadvantage. I don't know why you would do that to yourself, but everyone has a strategy, right? I'll, I'll, let, you, I'll let you run your own ship the way you want to run it. We wish you the best of luck. Let's see what we got in the comments here. Uh, lots of twos. So uh, people want Jordan to win, apparently. Um, uh, some fours. Hey. I, I see one four. Okay, yeah. <laughs> let's go. So we got two ones for Logan. Listen, if this was a based on skills alone, my bet would definitely be on Logan. But yeah. Aaron does have sure. an advantage here with that I wanna, zero fee transaction. Can you, producer Rowan, can you comment to one for me? Because I'm kind of putting in Aaron Thomas as my dark horse to win this thing. I, <laughs> yeah. I, I wasn't, I I wasn't super enthused, Aaron, but I, I love you. I love Aaron Thomas. I, I, want, I want a one in there because he's my dark horse to win this competition. My money's on Aaron Thomas. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. Okay. And by the way, I can be earning uh, interest on this crypto. It's an option, but uh, I don't think in the short period of time that we're going to be playing here that it really makes much sense to do that. We're going to be back on Monday with another live update. So these four contestants are going to be making trades, monitoring their crypto challenges. And we're going to see where we end up on Monday. We've got a full list of shows next week. We're going to track this down. I'm voting for Aaron Thomas. Everybody drops some ones. We will see you all I, on Monday. I,